This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today is Saturday, so Lindsay is with me. Hi, everybody. Happy Saturday. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, me too. It's a little bit of an extended morning for us than I was planning on having, but it's nice to spend the extra time with you. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, it's par for the course with us, really. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, there's this, there's a damnedest thing that happens, right? So I've as I'm leaving the office last night, it's late. Kurt and I are trying to catch up on some content, doing some different things. So side note for those of you that actually care what we do inside the company, we have a whole strategy we're launching inside of YouTube and inside of LinkedIn, inside of Instagram, right? We're trying to... Just stuff that takes work. Yeah, and we want to be a little more omnipresent. I want to add value on every platform possible and have it be cross-marketed. None of it really matters on the fact of Kurt and I are here much later than normal. Right? Yeah. It's like 8 p.m. last night. So I say to Kurt, man, buddy, just don't worry about coming in until like 3.30 or 4 because <laughs> I've got phone call at 10 and I've got a group training at noon and I've got you know another group training at 2 and then a podcast interview at 4 and we won't be able to record po- con- podcast content until much later. He's like, all right, well, when's Lindsay going to come in? Yep. I said, well, I don't know, probably after 4. Well, that was my mistake because I should have called and asked, when do you want to come in? I just assumed it would be after four. Yeah. It's also a Friday that we have Gianna. So, you know, last week she came in and sat with us while we podcast. But on a Friday night, that that's typically not really what she wants to do or I want to do at seven o'clock at night. Yeah. But see, I love this stuff. Oh, no, I love it, too. But I, I just more towards the end of the week, especially since we didn't have her for two weekends in a row because our schedules were all messed up, horse shows and all that stuff. I know that she and I both would like just some family time i understand yeah all that's a very fancy lead up to say that Lindsay got to the office at 11 a.m this morning i wrapped up my phone call at 1105 i sat down in front of the imac that we use to record all this that's outside the studio <laughs> that's got all these wires plugged into it i turn it on there's screens i've never seen before there's i'm looking for the big red record button that's like says record underneath it it's the easy button i can't find it no it's the house that Kurt has built, and we can't run anything without Kurt. <laughs> Which is, of course, impactful as I wrap up my training call prior to recording this with the seven people inside the Life Optimization Group, the other coaches. And they all say how incredible Kurt is and that I don't give him nearly enough credit. Kurt's the man. So I want to publicly acknowledge just how incredible Kurt is. And without this man, this show and whatever level of success you think I have would not be possible. No, because we can't even find the record button without Kurt. <laughs> nope, I'm basically screwed. When Kurt comes in and wants to leverage me and say, like, if you don't pay me 10 times what I make now, I'm out, I might have to do it. So that's right. That's just the way it's going to work. What are we talking about today? I believe we should talk about progression. I like it. I believe we should talk about progression because there's been a few things that synchronistically have happened this week mm-hmm. in both of our lives. That have shown what consistency will do to progression over a long enough period of time. Yeah. Right, we're incredibly fortunate that we had one of our clients, and I'll say our clients, where Lindsay and I are coaching a husband, a couple husband and wife duos, a couple a couple people. Yeah, we opened that up a few months ago, so we have some couple coaching things that we're doing. And in order to make the largest impact we could we decided as a group of four of us, husband and wife, and then Lindsay and I, mm-hmm. that it makes sense to have one of the team members, right, one, one of the family yeah. members come to town and to spend mm-hmm. a couple extra days really diving into 
right? How to scale their life, how to feel good in their own skin, how to how to grow. Yeah, just a little more intensive because it just felt like the right thing to do. Yeah, some of this is science-based coaching. Some of this is evidence-based coaching. Some of this is intuition-based coaching. And it was just collectively we felt that way. Mm-hmm. And so we got to spend time over Monday, three, Tuesday, three Wednesday, days, yeah. right? almost three full days of time with a really phenomenal individual. And back and forth, I would say in in this context, you would have spent more time with this person than I did. Yes. Um, my coaching clients, right? When I make a commitment to somebody, I have to adhere to that. My schedule is a little more jam-packed than yours is right yeah, now. Yeah, I was able to move people around a little more easily than you were. Yeah, and, and it's incredible because client comes to town, client, I call it when you fly to Columbus to, to sit down with us for a handful of days, you're coming with a whole bunch of baggage. Yes. Like a ton, and that's okay, right? We all have baggage at some point. Yeah, that's the purpose of this. And when <clears> you, <throat> you come in literally halfway through the first day, I look at you and, it, hey, I, I want you to leave your baggage here and just take the luggage you want home with you. Like the goal is to have you leave all the junk here. Yep. We got room. We'll store it. And not only will we store it, like I'm going to burn it. Like I don't really want that shit sitting <laughs> around either myself personally. <laughs> and so over a period of three days, we certainly achieved that. Oh, yeah. With that it individual. Fabulous for everybody involved. And then eventually everybody gets reconnected, right? Families reconnected mm-hmm. down where they live. You and I have time, you know, to ourselves and our household. And then there's the follow-up conversations that happen afterwards mm-hmm. on both sides with, hey, what are you experiencing now that you're back home? Right. And I say that because what happens for most of us, I can't even call it a false lift, but there's a little bit of an emotional high that happens. Right? You, you, come, you come to a foreign city. You get removed from your family. You get to just be yourself, you know, free of any sort of expectations. You're not taking care of kids. You're not you know, having to go to the gym at a certain time. You, you're kind of on your own for maybe the first time in 10, 15, 20 years. Right. And so that coupled with the intensive work that we do, when you fly home it's, or drive home or however you got here, it's almost like you're Superman or Superwoman. Right. right? Like I I'm, got this. I'm going to take on the world. I'm, I feel on fire. Yes. Certainly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through walls when I get home. Like, watch me do this. Well, the client gets home and no different than if you were to come visit us. You feel on fire, but the rest of the world wasn't running at the same pace you had started to run at while you were here. Right. And if you're not careful and you don't own some of the practices and procedures we would help you learn, it's very easy to retreat back into the same things that you were living before you came here. Right, because your environment here is going to be a lot different than it is at home, right? We live this shit on a daily basis. Like This is just who we are what we do, it there's there's really no difference. So what you hear is exactly what you see when you meet us and exactly what you get. And then when we go home, it's still the same. Like this is just how we live. And so for a majority of people, that's not how the rest of their family will live. And this is not just specific to this client that came. This is just clients in general that we see happening. That they get back to the environment that they're that is their home base and not everybody's running quite as fast or at all. Well, yeah. I mean, our household was like that, right? I I went to events and I go travel. Like I love this stuff. I love 
probably a little more. I mean, not that it's not a comparison. We're not we're not competing with each other here, but right, given the opportunity, if you go spend a weekend doing something, you're probably going to spend it at a horse show. Oh, 100 percent. That's going right? to come first that, for me. Yeah, that, for sure. And I lo- <laughs> I love that. But like that's you're like yeah, I would go do that right away. <clears throat> and for me, if there's a personal development class training event something over a, a, a weekend if it's on the same weekend as a horse show horse show wins other than that i'd go with you well certainly but on yeah. my side like i don't have the horse show like, right right those sort of things are my horse show yeah and so when i would come home from many different things like i'm running i feel like i'm running at a much quicker pace different now right we're on a um, not that we're ever on a bad page together right but if you've listened for a long time you know like coming back from Warrior Week, right? When I spent four and a half days in Laguna Beach, like it is a different thing that happens mm-hmm. when you come home. Same thing with the men that were here for three and a half days. They all respond like everything is different now, and you you literally feel that way. But in our household, it was my frame was different, right? I was a little more edgy. I was a little there were there was just a different energy. Oh yeah. So it's not that we're different than anybody else. Is all I'm saying, right? This this phenomenon that happens when somebody goes away. You go to a horse show and you come home. You're in a whole different <clears> headspace <throat> than me having to be at not having to be really <laughs> choosing to be at the house by myself, mm-hmm. taking care of everything. It's just different. Yeah. And so we check in with the client that was here, and lo and behold, after a day, everything has stuck. Yeah, everything is stuck. Now that's not to say it came without tests, right? You know, you have a, a two people, married people, you have kids, you have work, you have friends, you have things. And so you go back into your environment and you're running at 100 miles an hour and you feel on fire and you're full of ideas and things that you want to accomplish and truths that you've uncovered about yourself and purposes that are realigned and you just feel a lot lighter. And then you get hit with somebody who hasn't had those things right and this is again not particular to this client that came in but just things that we've seen and there's some pushback that says well you know maybe i don't i don't really know if you should do this right Well, you throw an idea out there and i'm not sure this is for you and then to hear that the client that we've been working with says nope it is for me i know what my truth is i know what my purpose is i'm gonna go ahead and do it and to be so just steadfast in their conviction and their purpose and their alignment that then the spouse is like, all right, I, I, wow, this is great. Okay. Do you? It's like, yes. Like, cause there will be tests, right? There, there will be tests. There will be people that give you pushback and don't understand. And I'm not sure why you're doing this. This isn't who you are. This isn't the person I know. And, and, that happens in all marriages and all relationships, friendships, romantic relationships, family relationships, doesn't matter. You're not always going to be the same person that you are right now. Hopefully, right? Hopefully you grow and change and expand as a human being. When you start to do that, if people around you don't understand and they give you pushback, it, the, the world, God, the force, the voice, whatever you want to call it, is testing you. The force? Yeah. May the force be with you. You know, I've never watched a Star Wars movie, but 
I had Darth somebody Vader else then? refer to it as like a force, this like the god entity as a force. But I mean, you can make fun of it if you want to. There's a lot of Star Wars fans out there. I've seen, I take that back. I've seen one Star Wars movie. I was more of a Spaceballs fan, personally. Oh, my God. That was the worst movie ever. That is not the worst movie. Kurt's <laughs> nodding his head. He, he realizes the genius that was that movie. I, I love John Candy. Spaceballs was not my favorite. It's fair. And so when the client was tested, client adheres to what they believe to be the best operating system for them. Mm-hmm. Which, as you've heard, hopefully in some of these shows, we have this principle that we call leading from the front. Yes. Where when you can leave some of the baggage behind, hopefully all of it, when you figure out what you want to do and why you want to do it, and the why is big enough that you're honoring it for yourself, Mm -hmm. then the world tests you and challenges you. It's really easy to say, no, I just know what I'm supposed to do. Yes. And our client was able to do that. And then their family actually, I don't say fell in line because it's not a dictatorship, but they were able to do and experience things as a group that was unified yeah. with this new drive. It become, Right. It becomes leading from the front. Then you create the supportive environment that you're looking for. Like you create it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people all around you will be drawn to that energy when you're just aligned and focused on what your purpose is. And you live within your truth because... You don't have anything to hide. You don't have anything to change. You're proud of who you are. You're confident in who you are. You're okay with the words that come out of your mouth. And you just embody that greatness that is within you. And people pay attention. Absolutely. And I feel compelled to then pivot, right? That's the first thing that's happened this week. Yeah. Great great instance to discuss what persistence will do because these these this couple has worked with us for six seven weeks mm-hmm. there's been ups and downs and left and rights which is completely normal like that's how this goes everybody yes. doesn't grow consistently at the same rate you couples could read the same thing and both hear it a different way right mm-hmm. there's there's just alignment that has to happen not only to start with with yourself but then as a couple yeah so, it's changing the hierarchy of people right you got to pour into your cup first before it starts spilling out into other people yep and so we had that. That was cool to see what persistence will do. Right? Loved it. So, so proud of this client. So they're super persistent in their pursuit of just a healthy, happy relationship between yes. the two of them. Yes. But then on my side, there's been this really crazy thing that's that's bubbling underneath the surface. Please tell. I believe I shall. <laughs> that's what we're here for. Please share. So... One of my very closest friends used to live here in Columbus, a man that I knew from the automotive world for years and years and years, long, long time. He was a man in charge of the competitor to the dealer group that I would have said that I was not in charge of, but certainly had a a high-ranking position. Yeah. And once I left that world, him and I became friends. Great dude. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. A really Mm. phenomenal guy. And then as life takes his twists and turns, and he was never an Ohio guy. He was a South Florida guy. Mm-hmm. He gets offered an opportunity to go back to South Florida and be in charge of what would literally be the largest automotive group, certainly in Florida, one of the top 10 in the country. Mm-hmm. Right? Really incredible group. And him and I, although he's not here and although I don't get to see him once a week, we certainly speak very, very often. 
Yeah. And he's been around for the custom clothing world. He was around for the CBD stuff. And he's known about the coaching. And obviously CBD's clothes sold, all, all the stuff, right? No more custom clothing, none of that. And him and I have in some capacity spent time bouncing ideas off each other in an aspect that I could say that I help him in a coaching mindset pretty often. But I, I do that because it's just kind of who I am. Mm-hmm. Right? This isn't like I'm not. And you guys quote, have been friends for a long time. Yeah, I'm not coaching him, but you know, hey, I'm thinking about this. What's your perspective on it? And I kind of walk the block with him. We he go around. He values your opinion very much. And I and I his. Yes. Well, one thing leads to another over the past. I don't know, ten days, fourteen days. Doesn't really matter the time period. Maybe it's seven at this point. I'll digress. Let me let me revert back for just a moment. Almost a year ago. Maybe longer, again, getting caught in the weeds. You're my about apologies. Right. I started thinking about how impactful it would be to take what it is that I know, all these things that I know how to help people do, right? The core four body being balance and business, how that applies to figuring out how to be the totality of the best version of yourself, then how to embody that going forward that will help you scale and automate and run a business, right? And I primarily focus on one on one clientele. Had a group event here in Columbus, et cetera. But a year ago, I started putting out there, how great would it be if I could take this and start training dealerships? Like large large dealer groups. Like how impactful would that be? Because there's a dealer group here in Columbus Mm -hmm. that I'm I'm friends with a lot of people inside that dealer group. And we batted around the idea some. It didn't really take form or shape. It was just a conversation. Because I'm like, look, you know, I walk through here at lunchtime, the sales guys are fueling their body with trash, like you're kind of beating them into submission, your retention's low. There's things that are happening that if you'd be open to a couple possibilities, you might be able to increase retention, increase productivity, decrease sick days, increase profitability, right? The the wall would just keep getting built higher and higher as to why you would be the dealership group to work at. Right, and it it works for you too because you love cars, you love the dealership model, like you love the selling part of it. Like you just that's been a part of who you are, and so you love that part. So you inherently totally understand the mindset of the people that work inside of dealerships. Yeah, once a month, twice a month, I miss being in a car dealership. Yeah, well, I always joke that if you could just go and like sell cars on the weekends for, you know, a twelve hour deal, you would. You would be great. Yeah, with all the spare time I have, that would definitely be. <laughs> no, I mean like in a perfect world, right? That you could just, it's like me. If I could just go back and work an ICU shift, a, you know, a couple of days a month to dip my toes in what I, I have previously loved to do and still love to do, but just don't ever want to do it full time again, I would be down. I get it. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, if something were to happen, heaven forbid, to you and Gianna ever, and I was left solo, I would absolutely do that because I would have no other time commitments. Yeah. Right, it's just I, I value my time with you guys way more than I would value being in a car dealership. For sure. But that progression of conversation never really goes anywhere, but I also don't have the belief system in myself that I could actually pull it off. Right? Call spade a spade. I know how to coach at that point. I know I'm good at what I do. I've got some track record, but not like I have now. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of let it fall to the wayside. It's not that important to me. Well, I'm catching up with my buddy from South Florida, and we're bouncing ideas back and forth. He goes, hey. You know what? The group down here, they've decided they want some executive coaching. 
do you want in on the action? And of course, inside, like, my heart's pounding, my palms are getting sweaty, I can feel my, my mouth getting dry, like, uh, absolutely. <laughs> South Florida, it's March. It's literally my old neighborhood. Yeah, it's, it's March in Ohio. Like, yeah. I would much rather be somewhere like that than, than Columbus, 100% regretfully. He goes, okay, you know, just type up some things, bounce me over what you can do, kind of kind of where you sit. And he's sharing with me what some of the competitors have quoted this group. The coaching competitors. Yeah, coaching yeah. competitors to coach this group over a year-long commitment. Mm-hmm. And the competitors are hitting them at eight figures, right? $10 million or more yeah. for a year. And I'm by no means saying that they're, they're not worthwhile. I don't have any idea. I haven't went through a year with either one of the competitors that mm-hmm. had quoted them. But with the systems and automation, with the seven coaches I have internally, with my skill set, with the software we built, with all the things and pieces and parts, I share with him a number that's far less than eight figures, but certainly changes the trajectory of where this coaching business goes. At which point he says that number is very palatable. I send him what I'll call a teaser sheet, right? what our mindset methodologies, protocol systems, processes would be. Mm-hmm. You know, series of testimonial videos, I don't know, 10, 12, 14, 18, it doesn't really matter. A speaker sheet, a teaser sheet, like I send him the stuff. And I catch up with him today on the way into the office. I said, man, I got the stuff, it looks incredible. They like the proposal, they like what you have. I have a meeting with them next week. I can't see any reason why this isn't gonna be your deal. And it's funny, I already know it's my deal. Right, you've already taken ownership of it, I get it. Yeah, I did. when <clears> I sent him the email, it, and it's not yeah. because he's my friend, he's not high enough, he has an immense amount of pool inside that dealer group, but he is not at a level where he can say, this is this is the guy. Right, he, he's not making that decision. Right. He's not. But I know it's ours. And it's crazy with the persistence of keeping something in my mind it's in, I certainly could go back and count the number of journal entries, but it's something that came to me quite often. But I didn't really know how to push into that market. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't have to push. I just had to receive. Right? I, had right. to, I had to put it out there and be open to the possibility that it could come true. And then it will. Because right? I understand sales. And I understand the automotive world very well. Like It's a natural fit and progression knowing the change that I'll make in that dealer group. And knowing the fact then that the six or seven people inside the life optimization group it changes the directory of their life. It changes where we coach people. Not that I certainly won't still figure out a coach one-on-one, but it's just, it's this great, beautiful pivot, all from just being persistent. Right. And really? it's, right. It's, it's a, a per- progress that you have just stayed in alignment with, right? Everybody that's pushed back at you, you don't know how to do this. What I mean, you don't have certification for that. You're not a psychiatrist. You're not a therapist. Like, what what qualifications do you have to tell people this, that, and the other? These are all just based on your opinions. This is just your life experience. All the, all the things that hundreds of people within your circle, our circle as a family has said. And it's just like you have consistently stayed on your path. I have consistently stayed on my path. And... When you are living from a place within your alignment and your purpose, things don't present themselves to you because you work for them, but the the doors are open. Well, certainly, and that's where this gets so very interesting to me. 
I mean, you touch base on some very pivotal things there. I don't have a psychology degree. I don't believe that I want one. I do believe I have the intellect, the knowledge, the drive, and the capability to get one. But what I find with the clients that I work with that have spent sometimes years, if not decades, in sort of some sort of therapy or counseling or things like that, they're not able to get the same results that we're able to get. I think there's 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 different needs that therapy meets versus how performance coaching meets. They're just two different deals. 100%. And what becomes one of the differentiators, in my opinion, sure, I understand if you go to school for eight years, 10 years, 12 years, you have a wider and deeper breadth of knowledge than I would have. For sure. Now, I could argue that I could read all the same books, I could take the same notes, I could take some online tests, I'm going to say at some point I would catch up to you on knowledge. What happens in my personal opinion, which is all this is, if you go that clinical route, you are pigeonholed into what you are able to say to a client. Mm -hmm. I can sit across from a client after six or eight weeks, had a call like this this week, where clients just not getting all the pieces and parts lined up the way that they want them to. And I can literally look at them and say, when are you finally going to give yourself permission to just be the person you want to be? When are you going to stop being an asshole? That was verbatim. (laughs) Right now, I've earned that right over the time together. I'm not punching them to punch them. But certainly, if I'm a medical practitioner and I say, when are you going to stop being an asshole? I probably get sued instantaneously. Oh, for sure. And we tell our clients on the front side, right? Like, we're going through ICF training and, you know, getting certification for coaching. And that's a whole different ball game than a licensed therapist or counselor or psychiatrist or psychologist. We say that on the front side. We are not these things. We are, however, these things. And if you're looking for these things, we'd be happy to have you on board. If you're looking for the other things, Maybe it's not for you. And then what happens? They've all said we've done the other things and it doesn't work. We need this. Yeah. And. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm tripping on my own words because admittedly my client intake doesn't go like that. For me, if I were to have a conversation with you or anybody, look, here's all the stuff that I've done. Here's all the courses I've taken. Here's all the books I've read. Mm-hmm. Here's give or take the sequential order. Here's my current belief system that will inevitably change in the next year because I'm still progressing. I don't claim to have a degree hanging over my shoulder. I actually find very little value in one. If you need somebody with a degree in psychology, I'm not the right fit. Right. That's what I mean. But if you want to talk spiral dynamics and the Abraham Maslow and you want to talk all the neuroplasticity and psychological constructs that exist, I have a decent understanding of many, many of them. What we do or what I have decided to do or however you want to say it is as a coach, as someone that helps people, we create the space and time that I can have the tough conversations with you that most people aren't willing to have with you. Yeah, it's it's sometimes there's tough love that's needed and that's okay. It all comes from a place of love though. 
It does. And it doesn't mean that we have all the answers. But it's a perfect segue into what I'll say the third and maybe final lesson for this week. Right? You you kind of tipped our toe into this water with what you just brought up. Yeah. Been at this coaching game, quote unquote, for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Jump in. Right? There's that thing of the normal pushback. Like, who are you to coach? You think you know it all. What accreditations do you have? What value can you bring to the market? Normal questions, right? I I fully get it. 100% hand to God. Like, I understand. If, if somebody that I knew came to me and said, I'm going to start coaching people on how to live a better life, I would be ultra critical. Like, are you living the right life? Like, who, who wants to learn what you, you learned? Why? I get it. Dead serious. But that pushback in my life, I'll say in our life, as it would in your life, more than likely, comes from those that are closest to you. Yeah, it's going to be the closest friends, the people that have known you the longest, family members, church members, whatever it, you know, people that are, are closest in your circle. And I believe that happens because they have adopted a frame or an ideology of who you are. Mm-hmm. You fit into a box in mm-hmm. their subconscious, like this is just who you are. And when you start to step outside of that, it makes them uncomfortable. Right. Now, many of them are watching out for your best interest. They don't want to see you get hurt, right? I'm I'm not saying those people close to you are bad, but if you shown up wearing a blue shirt, like I would, <laughs> like every day for years and years and years, and you only have worn blue shirts, then you come home in a bright red shirt. Everybody's like, whoa, 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 are you okay? What's wrong with you? It's normal. Yeah. Now, over time, in our household, in our life, right, we're year plus into into this. Those that are closest to us or were closest to us, the majority on my side as far as a social circle, are still not involved in my life. Mm-hmm. Right? Nothing wrong with them, nothing bad with them not judging them, I would feel inappropriate to even bring up their names because it's been so long since I've spoken with them. They are probably vastly different people the same way that I am. Yeah, and I certainly have very close friends that were in my circle that are now in the same boat with your close friends and family. Yeah, right? So there's there's these groups that we don't communicate with, not out of angst or animosity. It's just, hey, we just, at that point a year plus ago, or two years ago, whenever it was. We, we just, came in wearing the red shirts, and they were like, well, I don't get the red shirts. I don't understand the red shirts. I'd like you to put the blue shirt back on, because that's how I'm used to seeing you. And I burnt my fucking blue shirt. <laughs> yeah, we said sorry. Like, we're rocking the red. And this is just, this is our color now. But these same people, inevitably, just as I do, right? I think it's a little bit of human nature we end up watching from afar, mm-hmm. right? The people aren't actively involved in our lives or I'm not actively involved in, I'll say, my friends' lives. Every once in a while, for some reason, intuition, higher power, God, the force, whatever you want to call it Love now. Love the force, I'm adopting it. That's good for you. <laughs> Comes in, taps me on the shoulder and says, hey, you should see what this person's doing. Right, so I'll hop on Facebook and right. type in a name, and be like, oh man, that's awesome. They look like they're really happy, they got a relationship, yeah. all these things are good. Then go back to my normal life, right? Doesn't play much role in me. Well, that progresses and progresses and progresses. And lo and behold, in the past week, right? Yeah, give or take the past yeah. week, some people in our life that were fairly vocal 
about maybe lack of credentials, lack of understanding, all the different, to come up with a story that you might be able to tell about why we do what we do or why you think I am who I am, whatever whatever version yeah, you want to spin as, on it. not as involved in, in everyday life anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But this person has had a shift in their mindset of what could be possible and was willing to consider that there could be some things where we could help add value into situations that they are going through. Yeah. And it's it's so incredible to see that potential door open. Because of course, right? The old version of me, the ego version side of me, the one that's you know, injecting steroids and you know, <laughs> taking off a shirt everywhere and doing whatever. <laughs> right? Would have been like, hell no. These people were they didn't like us, whatever, blah blah blah. It's like I would never yeah, but that's such a poor way to live because for me it's so refreshing it's like okay the persistence of the message the brand what I stand for who I am who we are yeah and who it, you know the ego driven people don't exist for us anymore because we do it out of place of love intention and purpose yeah and you have this individual or these individuals yeah now being willing to consider that maybe there's something that we could help with and I welcome it with open arms. It's like, right, man, so the persistence of branding and messaging and my growth and documenting it and sharing it on the show. But actually living it. It's one thing to like, you know, you share it and you talk about it. But when friends see us living it on a daily basis and people that are close to us see that this is just truly what we do and who we are, how we live, and that we're okay with these choices, like that it's comfortable for us, then they start to not be so uncomfortable with it because they realize that it's it's a real thing. It's not a it's not a show. I I found that to be one of the most amazing gifts in this progression of progress is that continuing to own my voice and who I am as a human being and share my stories that are personal to me that not everybody is either going to share that story with me, right? They're not going to have been through it themselves or they're not going to understand my perspective of my story if they've been through it themselves or they've not found enough, I don't know what the right word is, but they've, they've not found it within themselves to share their own stories openly and honestly for whatever reason, whether it be with close friends or family or pick somebody. That as long as I have, have been doing this and just staying with exactly who I am, the biggest gift has been that, that people understand that that really is who I am. It's not, it's not a show and that there's value there and I'm okay with putting myself in alignment with what I'm supposed to do and and owning that no matter what anybody says. I'm good with it. Absolutely. It's a very interesting perspective. I guess I want to challenge you as you're listening. We all have stuff, like 100% of us. I chose originally, way before you jumped on the microphone, to share the ugliest stuff I could come up with. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff that, in theory, no one talks about. And maybe some people do. It's it's not a better or worse end or any of those things. But if you haven't listened to the first 50 episodes, go back and listen to three minutes of each of them. 
it's a much different version of who I am then versus who I am now. Yeah, and that was over a year ago now. Almost a year. Oh, yeah, April. April 22nd. Yep. And that version, like those things had to come out because I was tired of holding on to them. It didn't really matter if someone listening fully understood why I was saying it. And people could have been tuning in just to watch the train wreck, right? Like, <laughs> what is this crazy lunatic going to say next? Like, why would anybody say this stuff? Like, this is private information. And I get it completely, like dead serious. But one of the most liberating things I have ever been able to do in my life is to sit in this room in front of now the second iteration of a black microphone and speak what my version of my truth is because I didn't want to carry it any longer. And I believe that the emotions that I felt and the situations I had been through, there's only two things we can do with them. They come up in our head. We can't really change that. But we can swallow them or we can eventually spit them out. And spitting them out, for me, has come through talking about them. Mm-hmm. It feels much better to spit them out. In my opinion, it absolutely does. So what I would like to encourage you to do is maybe you're not ready to hop on Facebook and do a live video saying that you are unfaithful. Maybe you're not ready to admit that you've used drugs or thought about suicide or like take any one of the biggest things you could think of that's your own life. You owe it to yourself to at least journal it out, to get it out, yeah, to not keep it in there anymore. Because when you do that for long enough, this is not get shit done in the end, but <laughs> like when you keep stacking those habits on top of each other for long enough, you eventually realize that you've said everything that you could say about the old stuff and you just feel lighter. Right. Like I don't have to worry about secondary situation, doesn't much matter brush over it in in our show. I have another show that's coming out about it. One of my coaches, right? That's Uh, internal with us, Ashley. She lives in Southern California. She works inside of a medical practice. Fantastic. She's graduated with me. She's decided she wants to be a coach. She's an incredible human being. She sends me a picture yesterday morning that is her and a woman that was married to a guy that I knew when I was in my 20s, early 20s, like bad part of 20s, like (laughs) 20, 21, 22, like early. The grimy grimy 20s. Early, early stuff, right? Well, I don't know how my name came up. It doesn't really matter, but somehow they eventually figured out they knew me, like both of them, completely obscure. I'm from Ohio. This girl was from Michigan. Ashley lives in Southern California. One thing leads to another, and this this person is sharing old stories about me. No oh boy. To Ashley. Why wouldn't she? Right? That's what she knows that's me as. That's all the way she knows you, yes. That's, that's what it would have to be. And, of course, Ashley then would know me as a different version of myself. But Ashley's gotten to know me through me telling all these stories through my own perception. And not saying that I'm right or wrong, but... My perception of my reality is the only one that exists to me. So like, this is what's happened. I'm not sugarcoating any pieces and parts. 
And it's all just been this reminder of just owning my truth and what that really does. Because the old me would have seen that picture and my stomach would have just fluttered. Like, oh no, I'm going to be found out as a fraud. Right. Like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And instead I'm like, wow, that's incredible. I recognize her. Like, she was amazing. How, how are her and her husband doing? This, that, the other. Like, there's no angst on my side because I already know the bat. Like, I know what she would have had to have said because that's all she would have known. Right. right. It's been... 15 years since I've had a conversation with this person. <laughs> I'm a different person in 15 years. And you should be. I would certainly hope so. Right. But as you were listening, think of how you were at 20 or 21 years old. I would certainly hope if you're in your mid 30s, late 30s, I would hope you were a different person too. Mm-hmm. All this is a long, fancy way to just talk about persistence. Right, and persistence in who you are, persistence on working on yourself, persistence on realizing that the people in your life might not fully understand where you're going and why you're going there, but over time they start to question. And some of the questioning is to poke holes in it, and some of the questioning is because they're curious. Right. And once they're curious, you can get them to a point of potential acceptance. And then from potential acceptance, you might actually be able to build something together with their help mm-hmm. or help each other. And it's just the coolest place to be. Yeah, when you unpack your baggage like that, it no longer holds any power or weight for you. I mean, that was a perfect example of my client that was here. And when the client left, the sentence was verbatim, I feel so much lighter. I'm leaving my bags here. Because there was stuff that was just held on to that they didn't even realize they were holding on to until we started peeling back those layers. And it's like, yeah, well, damn. I got to say this stuff out loud. I got to get it out on paper. I got to journal it out, whatever it might be, so that I don't have to carry the weight on myself anymore. I can leave the bag here. It's it's all about owning who you are, living within your truth, living within your purpose, keeping up with the alignment of who you're supposed to be. And those things take work to figure out. But once you figure out who you are, what your purpose is, and and how to walk your path of alignment. Let people come and walk with you or wave to them on their way down their own path and send them off with nothing but love because they don't have to understand you. You have to understand you. And there's a very good possibility, very, very good, that if you keep walking your path, your paths will cross again. Right when you wave, oh, yes. when you wave because they're not quite in alignment. It doesn't mean two fingers to the sky. I'll never talk to you again. Right? When you do the right thing for the right reasons for long enough, eventually I feel like the universe just takes notice. Mm-hmm. And we've had three incredible examples of that this week. Yeah, it's been amazing. Like it just it reaffirms that the things that we're doing and the way that we're living and keeping up with our alignment is exactly where we're supposed to be, doing what we're supposed to do. So if a listener were to do the same thing, right? find another purpose, stay in alignment, own their truth, do it for long enough, what could they expect to have happen? I'm pretty sure they're going to be able to get shit done. 